With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what up, podcast people? It's the one and only legend of winning, a.k.a. Low. And you are definitely right. I, I do this as if I'm uploading a video. I don't know why I do it like that. Yo. I told you. Shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. Shout out to all the people who can see the show or support. We're going to upload this, or I'm going to upload this as soon as possible. So let's go ahead and get right into this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You went from Yo, we to I. What happened there, Cause I, Because I'm the one who uploads them. Yo, agent, say what's up to the people, cuz. Lo, we haven't really. It's been, it's been a week, man. I mean, this is a career high for us, man. Has it been a week? We, we uploaded on Saturday. All right. Well, it felt like a week. Yeah, it's been right. a while. Because low, I care about you so much, man. It just feels like you know it's been like so long. What All a right, there's, been, there's actually, I mean, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about. There's definitely, nah, you know what there is. I'm today. gonna say yes, <laughs> no, there is. There's, there's a few things to talk about. All right, uh, is that is that your intro? You're not gonna say what's up to the people? They they know who I am. I'm the main character, man. They no, don't need an stop, intro from me. You're the yeah, you're the one who has to introduce stop. himself. Everybody knows me, stop, man. Stop, 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 stop. So. uh it's, yeah, I guess it's been a second. So, where you want to start? You want to start on the juicy of the the playoffs or the the All NBA yeah. teams, all defensive teams, all rookies? What you what you want to do? You wanna you wanna you wanna talk let's, about how Doc Doc Rivers playoffs, Doc Rivers gets another chance at coaching? <laughs> I don't know why he gets more chances of coach. Like like <laughs> if 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 Van Gundy's gonna get fired. Dog should be gone too. They're doing an equally bad job. Those two. Man, I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give. I'll give Doc Rivers the benefit of the doubt this year. I still feel as if though they need to just go in different directions in general. Because last year he didn't he wasn't that bad of a coach. He was though. No, they almost they almost made the playoffs and they lost both Chris Paul and Blake. And that's pretty impressive. Are we gonna we're crediting Doc with the success? Why well, not? I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with Doc. That's the reason why. He doesn't have I just anything? Had, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm sure it plays a part. I just think the Doc had he wasn't about so they have this team, they have this roster, and obviously CB3 moves away, and you think that they're just going to completely bomb. But they had good pieces, man, and it's is not the craziest thing for good pieces to step up when it counts. I, I think they should have made the playoffs. I think Denver Nuggets should have made the playoffs, and I think two Eastern Conference teams should have been kicked out the playoffs that didn't deserve to be there. Uh, that being said, I don't know if that's grounds for a contract extension. I could think of five coaches off the top of my head. Who I would rather have coaching for my team if I was the Clippers, but who knows? There's obviously the intrinsic value in that he knows the players. There's probably some sort of uh, development in terms of the relationships, right? And so maybe they didn't want to throw that all the way. I don't know. But we're seeing a lot of teams do it. Uh, Toronto being one, Van Gundy being another. We saw Vogel get fired, and nobody's even picked him up yet. On top of the and fact co- and that— coach, coach Bud got fired too. Yeah, yeah. So— uh, I think those are all more deserving coaches. We could both agree than Doc, but I mean, whatever. The Clippers want to do what the Clippers want to do. Uh, it'd just be a tragedy, low if the Clippers went back to being a bad organization for an extended period of time. Like you, even when they had like Maggette and Kame, and they were still they were still the inferior team. Man. I was about to say they were still bad. Like it's like I thought you were say something else. I was like, bro, they were still bad when they had <laughs> Maggette. They had like maybe like a year or two when Brent, El- Elton Brand was there. 
You yeah, know, yeah. um, Cayman was there too, but like, bro, for the most part, the Clippers low key hadn't been good. Like after these, like the outside of this last like five year stretch, the Clippers haven't really been great for like a, like a really really long time. Yeah, they definitely shouldn't take for granted the fact that they've seen success with the team that they had. They gave away their franchise player. I know it's going to sound weird to call Blake Griffin a franchise player, though, but that's what he was. They signed him as a rookie. They've been ride or dying with him. Folks, like, he's been a Clipper his whole life. They threw him away. Chris Paul left. And so DeAndre is really the only person left. I mean, I mean, they got arrested a team, but I'm talking about the core here. Hey, the Clippers, I hope y'all know what you're doing, man. Uh, <laughs> not too much evidence that that's been the case over the course of history, but let's judge them on now, not on history. Doc Rivers... He might be able to pull it off. Lo, I want to talk to you about this All-NBA team drama. Uh, Kyrie's is it, not... Is it drama? Damian Lillard is on the first team. Uh, there was oh, some so things wait, wait, that wait, people... Before, wait, do you think he should have got first team? Dame should have been on first team? Not even remotely. Not even remotely. Not remotely? That's kind of a strange There's agent. so that's, many that's fantastic guards in the, in the league. And I get that it's a regular... Agent, but it's a regular season trophy. It is. All right. as, as, a side, as a side note, it is. But go ahead. Keep going. But are you saying Damian Lillard was the top one of the top two guards over the course of the season? I guess I guess I'm trying to like I'm trying to figure out why they did it. I'm, I'm assuming because Curry and Kyrie missed so many games. That's the reason why. Because people on Twitter are trying to like justify it by saying that the reason why he's first team is because of the team success. The reality is it's not like their team success was on the same scale of Toronto and Eastern Conference or even Boston and Eastern Conference and all the other teams on the Western Conference that they were only like one or two games ahead of everybody else below them. Like the, the Trailblazers, if they had lost like two or three more games, because that's really, that's the only thing that separated them from the eighth seed, they would have been eighth. So you're telling me if they had lost one or two more games, that would have bumped Damian Lillard from first team to third or potentially not even making an all-NBA team? That that to me is kind of, yeah, that's that's kind of suspect. Because statistically speaking, it's not like he had a, a season that was like far superior than everyone else. And so now you're basically, you, you, that's basically what they're saying. Either by default because Curry and Kyrie missed so many games and then they gave it to him or by... um or because of um, uh, I'm trying to because of team success, but then again, the team success was so minimal that I, I can't. So see I don't. A so body. take this. Uh, if if we're not gonna factor in the playoffs, I don't see how Russell Westbrook isn't over Damian Lillard. Even like the oh only no, 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 stop, you, stop. Let's chill for a no, second. no, no. But Let's think chill. about it, because even though the Trailblazers ranked three, if you're only looking at seating, you would immediately agree without a shadow of a doubt that of course. The Trailblazers had the much better season led by Damian Lillard. But they only had one more win than the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, now, but that's, that's, what Thunder saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's only one more win. So there's not much difference between the two. I just don't see how, if it's exclusively off the season, how Westbrook doesn't get in the first team. It just feels like they're trying to make up for the fact that Dame's been getting snubbed left and right from all kinds of All-Star games over the years, which we could agree he should have made at least a few of those. So it might be, it's, it's a little bit of makeup. You know, in the NBA, when they miss a call, they're making it up on the other end by missing another call to kind of even it up. It happens all the time. That might be what's happening here because I like Dame, and I'm sure he believes he's a first 
all NBA, but you're, you're basically saying he's a top two guard if you agree with that statement. And I disagree he was a top two guard, even if we're looking at just the season performance of the 17-18 season. Now let me, Not possible. Now, now let me say this as well, and this is the problem, this is the bigger problem I have with the All-NBA team. And we don't have to spend too much time on it, but we're just at a point now where I don't understand why we're still restricting players receiving certain accolades and awards based off of position. Like, if you play a certain position, you're more favorable to get an All-NBA team over somebody else. And to me, that that's the part that doesn't make any sense. Ky- mm-hmm. Kyrie not making the All-NBA team, but Towns making the All-NBA team just because Kyrie Irving is a guard and there's not enough spots where Towns is going up against inferior competition in his position, that doesn't make any sense to me. They just need to get rid of... Con- they need to get either get A, get rid of... um positions or B they need to restructure the way that they're voting people in because if you look at it and I, and I did look at it you got players such as Anthony Davis who's getting votes for both the the forward position and the center position which is crazy <laughs> and then you got Jimmy Butler and both and I, I want to be clear about this as well I'm not debating if Anthony Davis or Butler should should or should not be on the list all I'm saying is Players like Butler and Anthony Davis, they have a massive advantage because they play in the two, two different positions. So Butler, he got votes for the guards and the forwards because he can play both shooting guard and small forward. But if you're a guard, you're only going to get, if you're a point guard, excuse me, or even a shooting guard like Oladipo, you're only going to get votes for the guard spot. And if you're a center such as Rudy Gobert, you're only going to get votes for the center spot. And, and moving forward, because realistically speaking, let's just be honest, and, and we had this conversation before and we will continue to have this conversation. The NBA right now is just the most talented it has been, in my, in my opinion, in its history of the game. And that makes sense as time continues to progress. And so if the argument is Kyrie didn't make it because he was injured or Curry didn't get hired because he was injured, then what's going to happen next year? And not saying that everyone's going to be healthy, but John Wall's going to play a full season. Kyrie's going to play a full season or, or more games, and, and so is Curry. And then if DeMarcus Cousins being optimistic, he comes back and he plays more games. And we have Kawhi Leonard, he's going to come back too. Like, you're not going to get rid of, and then Ben Simmons gets better as well. You're not getting rid of the argument or the debate of we just need to get rid of positions because there's going to be more guards that's going to come back and that's going to play better. So you might as well just get rid of positions anyway and just trim out the fat of certain forwards and bigs making selections just because either a they are playing at that position or b because they can play or be claimed as two different positions so just get rid of the positions and just make it one through 15 and the same thing with the all defensive team as well so low i got a, i got an interesting question for you now uh weirdly enough when you look at these lists is is you could tell like the best players aren't on like you're not going to find the top five players in the league on the first team, of course, especially you're considering injury, performance, people were streaky at certain parts of you, whatever. I think we could both agree that the first team would dominate the second and third team if they played a game. But more interestingly, though, a better question, I think I'd rather have the third team. If you had to choose teams, I'd rather have the third team winning over the second team if you gave me that option. So on the second team is Westbrook, DeRozan, Giannis, Aldridge, and Embiid. On the third team is Curry, Oladipo, Butler, Paul George, and Carl Anthony Towns. So a third team, like, straight, they got they got all kinds of lockdown defenders, right? Three, off rip. That were I think all three of those guys were on the all-defensive team too, right? I don't think 
No, George nor Butler made the all defensive team. Yeah, they did. I'm almost I'm almost 100 percent sure. I'm, okay, I know for all a right. fact. I know for a fact PG did not make an all defensive team. He did not. Nope, okay, he did. So I mean, anyway, regardless, low uh, between the second and the third team. There's, they're, they're playing a game. Let's say it's All Star Weekend. Oh, I, I, but, I mean, I, I know. I see what you're saying because I saw this on Twitter as well. I agree with you. The third team is. I wouldn't say they're better than the first team, but they're definitely better than the second team. And that's another conversation that we need to have. Are we going off of? And again, I just I don't understand why the NBA does this, but are we going off of narratives and? And popularity, that's the reason why certain people are getting votes over the other. Because if we're talking about strictly who's better or, or even who had the more impact on their teams, the second team is better than the, than the um third. I mean, the third team is better than the second team. Like, I, I don't yeah. see how, I just don't see how DeRozan, Giannis, especially Giannis. Giannis, Giannis, no Giannis, Giannis, Giannis <laughs> is especially questionable for his team to finish that low. And yet he's supposed to get that high of a um, selection. But... It's, it's just, it's, it's very interesting to see how they're voting for it. Some of which makes sense. Others don't make sense because even if we're going off of team success, DeMar should be higher than Dane. No? Of course. So it can't be team, it can't be team success, but, and it can't be, um, it can't be statistical success because Dane didn't have a, a, a vastly superior statistical season than Russell Westbrook did or even Curry. Mm-hmm. And so even if it's a compilation of multiple aspects, apparently you're putting, like you said, team success a little higher. I don't know. It's just it's weird to me because, again, I'm not debating if Dame should be on the list or not, because I don't mind him being on one of the teams. It's just his selection at first team is kind of questionable. A lot of the fact that, again, I just the position thing is killing me, especially when players have like four opportunities to make it when other players only have like one or two spots on each team. All right. Anyway, uh, we'll move on from that low. They also announced the all-defensive uh, first and second teams. And a lot of what we were expecting, maybe some oddballs. So on the first team is, of course, probably, in my opinion, defensive player of the year. Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Oladipo, who led the league in steals. Drew Holiday. Shout out to my man Oladipo. He's, come on, Lord. I know you're just bandwagging him this chill year. Chill out, chill out, chill, 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 And Robert Covington, which kind of caught me off guard, that, but I that think that definitely, no, no, nah, nah, chill out. That that threw me. You don't off think guard. so? No, no, not first team. No, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely I mean, who, ridiculous. Okay, yeah, you're right. I could I could see you putting like a Jimmy Butler there. I instead, was to say but, Jimmy oh, well. Butler could easily make it over um <laughs> over Covington. What the hell? Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, yeah that see stuff like that is just ridiculous. But keep going. So. On the second team, of course, Joel Embiid, Draymond Green. I, I mean, that caught me because he was almost like people were saying he should have been defense player of the year, but he's only on the second team. Al Horford, of course, Dejounte Murray, who I don't even did he play like twenty minutes per game this year, but he found his way on the all defensive second team, and of course, Jimmy Butler. Uh, very close though was Chris Paul and Paul George, who just barely didn't make it. Uh, Kevin Durant and Giannis also got a lot of votes. Giannis, so those Giannis, guys who Giannis just, got way too many votes. I feel like Marcus Smart should have got more votes than Giannis. Be honest with you. I actually agree with you on that, but maybe that's just I. You know, it's crazy. Low. We, we talked about this in the last podcast. I don't know if it's just Marcus Smart stepping up now, but over the course of the season, when I was watching the Celtics play, he wasn't performing like this. This is like a. This is like a Marcus Smart if you gave him a plus five attribute boost in NBA 2K. He's just, he's just doing everything better. 
But and we'll we'll talk about the Celtics series for sure. Anyway, uh, you're right. Maybe he should have been on there. I, I you when you put a player like Dejounte Murray on there, who a lot of people, some people don't know, but a lot of people definitely don't respect or recognize as like a top player in the league, at least not defensively yet. And you 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 snub players like Chris Paul or Paul George. You got to be extra super duper sure. Well, you I know, know I don't I don't about. I don't mind Murray being on there either because I think he is one of the better defensive guards. And quite and I think that's just casual people who don't know what they're talking about making those conversations because quite frankly. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, Drew Holiday and the Pelicans didn't make the playoffs and Drew Holiday was selected over Chris Paul. People will have a problem with that. The only reason why people are okay with Drew Holiday, maybe not the only reason, but a big reason why is because people were able to see Drew Holiday defend Damian Lillard. And so it was like, oh, wow, Drew Holiday, you know, everybody had that moment like, oh, wow, Drew Holiday's really that good. Like, yeah, he's been that good. (laughs) Drew Holiday's been that good throughout the entire season. And so the same thing with Murray. Too many people just are unaware of him. Um, but if I don't not- think I've ever seen a player with 20 minutes per game get get into any of the defensive teams. That's I mean, you have to be fantastic to not only not have a recognizable name, but also not even play like he's not playing. He, 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 he never played 30. Like he's not playing most of the game. So the majority of the game, he is on the bench, but he's still on the team. I don't know, though. You but- could you could. Act- if he's that fantastic defensively, I'm just saying maybe he should have got some more minutes. True, I guess. That's but before before anyway. before we keep going, yo, show me you got the results. Like who got For what? Who, yeah, I got all the votes and yo, everything. Let me, send, send it to me in the in the chat real quick because oh no, no I, I got it right here. I got it right here. I got it right here. Because this uh, is the part. Yeah. This is the part that I I really want to point out. So. For the people who got votes on the all-defensive team, let me point out a few players. And this is the reason why it is so hard to take some of this shit serious. Damian Lillard got a vote. LeBron James got a vote. Uh-huh. Um, Will Barton got a vote. Fred Van Fleet got a, a vote. Fred, Fred Van Vliet got a vote. <laughs> Gary Harris, three votes. Ricky Rubio, four votes. And I think Ricky Rubio is a fine, fine defensive player, but he should not be in the conversations of defense player of the year. Russell West, I mean, I'm um, all defensive team. Russell Westbrook. He should have zero. Seven. Seven. Zero. Seven. All defensive team votes. A player that anybody who spends any time watching, um, OKC play basketball knows for a fact that with someone who has two players who play great defense at an elite level, Westbrook rarely plays defense, sags off his man to go grab the rebound. Oh, yeah, Steven Adams as well is a great defensive player as well. Russell Westbrook should not be anywhere remotely close to this. So, uh, and, and shout out, aside and, from the... And I want, I want to say this too. Shout out to Josh Richardson and Clay Thompson because, unfortunately, because, again, the way that this is structured, and I have no idea why there's not three all-defensive teams... But Josh Richardson and Clay Thompson, who I think are, I think they're better than Robert Covington, to be completely honest with you, on a defensive end. They will never receive any type of all-defensive team selections because the way that it's structured. And that's crazy to mm-hmm. me. So, I mean, we know that there's definitely some suspect defenders that I don't know who it is voting. We need to find out. And I saw some people on Twitter trying to do some investigative analysis to figure out who on earth are making these votes. Uh, well, who were the ones who made these ridiculous votes, like giving Damian Lillard a vote? But Andre Roberson, like, he played, like, half the year. And he has 17 votes, low. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's at least that's questionable 17 too, people who who 
I maybe there, you can make the argument that since he's since he was gone, the defensives like you, they, maybe they've struggled defensively, and so that's why he's that important. But if you play that little, if that's part of the reason why a player like MB doesn't get selected for Rookie of the Year, then we, we gotta have some sort of standard where it's not everybody just voting based on their impulses. There's no level of objectivity. You're just giving everybody an opportunity to vote. Then you're hoping that they have. A, a, a standard of analysis that's consistent across the board so that we get some sort of accurate results. Now, at the end of the day, the only people this should matter to is the players, right? The players are going to feel some sort of way if, for for example, if Oladipo wasn't even on both of these teams, you'd be like, he was fantastic for that team on both ends. The team overperformed. Nobody expected him to do that. And so if he wasn't there, you might see the players getting a little frustrated. I'm sure you would be texting each other back and forth talking about, man, I can't believe I'm Draymond and I made the second team, even though I've accomplished this, this, and this. But, man, every year it's like this, though, man. What, every year. The thing is, I don't have a problem with Roberson getting it. I just have I, a, I just I don't not really I just but I more so have a problem with the other players because not again not saying that Murray should should have made it or should not have made it over Chris Paul <laughs> but Murray finished with um 80 total votes and Jimmy Butler received 79 total votes and also as a side note Jimmy Butler just like in the all NBA team received votes for guards and forwards it's ridiculous but that's how it is right Chris Paul finished with 74. So the miscellaneous Russell Westbrook with his seven votes that he should never receive, Fred Van Vliet with his one, Damian Lillard with his one, those easily could have went to other players to put them on the all-defensive team. Now, for the most part, I feel like the all-defensive team is fine outside of Covington, but I, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat okay with that. I'm just annoyed with how anyone could justify why Damian Lillard should receive an all-defensive team vote over the plethora of players that you could have selected. That's the part that really annoys me. And again, yeah. just make an all-defensive all, just make an all third team. Just make one. I don't know why we're waiting for that, but just make it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how this league operates. I don't... I mean, whatever. At the end of the day, they're just awards. It's not like they've won anything of meaning, like a championship. It's just something that's going to... You know how, like, uh, you know when they're in the Olympics, low and they have, like, all these badges on their shirt signifying all their trophies, like the finals MVPs? Like, that's really the only time this will matter. Or if somebody's having, like, a greatest of all time debate, which people are having so frequently, low that it's been driving me crazy as of lately. Uh, I'm just, aren't you sick of t- talking about, like, he's better than this guy because of this and this? And then you see the guys repeating the same old, like, cookie-cutter response even though it's something that's taken out of context. Ah, or, no! or, or sometimes they don't know what the hell they're talking about and the stuff that they're spitting out is lies. Look, I'm going to tell you, right, for the people out here listening, I'm coming for Colin Cowherd and Nick Wright's ass in my next video. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm telling I'm you done. you should make videos, like, criticizing those guys. I'm, they say I'm so done. much ridiculous I'm shit. Done. I'm done. Because the, the stuff that Colin Cowherd said in his top 10 video was so ignorant. I don't know how anyone, anybody can take him serious. When you get to a point where you're saying that D-Wade not only was the best two-guard in the NBA for a 10- to 12-year stretch, when he's only played in the NBA for 15 years, and he only has eight all-NBA teams, let alone two first all-NBA teams, but, you know, never, never, never mind that. When you get to a point where you're comparing 
Clay Thompson and D Wade and saying that they're the same player, but Clay Thompson is taller and who can shoot threes. That's when we have to, we have to stop having conversations with Colin Cowherd. But before we get into all that, uh, two things. One, the reason why all NBAs and all defensive teams are important to me, at least, is because I'm starting to watch some of the players that I, I watched growing up and enjoyed watching not make the Hall of Fame. Like Ben Wallace is not in the Hall of Fame. Chauncey Billups is not in the Hall of Fame. I don't. I don't think the Hall of Fame matters either. I. I don't. I don't. I don't think it, it doesn't. <laughs> it shouldn't matter to me and you. And, and and to an extent, I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter to them because they won their championship. They made it to the final choice. They did what they're supposed to do. But it it does mean something to a lot of people who who don't accomplish certain things. If but you can get you can get recognized and have respect between your peers and. The media and the fans. Well, it's not. It can't. It can't be the media because the media is the one who's voting for MVPs, All NBA teams, et cetera, et cetera. It can't be the media. It can't be your peers also, either because some of your peers are voting you in the Hall of Fame. That's true. That's true. But uh, I mean, it really depends on the standards of what become like. But I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't want to get to. I just that's, which that's is probably point. the most important thing is that there's also contracts. That that's uh, another they have thing. contract yep. stipulations. Yep, that's another so thing. If, if your name is Anthony Davis and you make the All NBA first team or all, any All NBA team, you're getting an e- incredibly massive bonus. And so I guess that's just one way to uh, motivate players to continue to strive to be the greatest, especially when you're dishing out max contracts. So I don't know what the exact number was, but I know for Anthony Davis last year, uh, the number was like 40 million. You get an additional, and I was like, man, what? And so. I mean, the media in their hands have the power to gift these players all kinds of money. Now, listen, Lo, if I'm the media, who really cares who's on the All-NBA all first and second, third team? To me, it doesn't matter. I'm going to find out which players benefit the most from having their names in there, and I'm going to just vote for them. Listen here, man. If Anthony Davis comes, if he comes across millions and millions of dollars because of a decision I made, I want to be the one to give him, hey, go ahead, get the bag at the end of the day, right? It's the media that's voting. It's not coming out of their pocket anyway. Uh, so that's probably the only relevant reason why, I think in my opinion, at least, low, you're a little different. You care. No, about no, I mean, but I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because that's, that's true as well. I mean, these, they're players who are now, who are receiving financial benefits off of being on one of these teams because more likely they're not going to be winning the MVP or whatever. So that also is implied in this conversation. It should be brought up and I'm happy you brought it up because the NBA changed it to benefit them financially, but they have yet to recognize that there is a massive flaw in the way that players are being selected. So I, I, I completely agree with you. I think that also should play a factor into why they need to at least reevaluate it or, or why it shouldn't or shouldn't, why it should or should not mean as much as it does right now. Okay, so I wanted to do some fact-checking just to get the actual number while you were talking. Anthony Davis, eligible for largest contract in NBA history after making All-NBA. So let me just read this out, low. First of all, that's a crazy statement because we just saw, like, uh, didn't Curry get the $205 million five-year you know, deal? Crazy. So Curry, the fact Curry, that you could even... Curry, Curry took, like, a $2 million pay cut, too. That's the funny part. <laughs> Facts he did. Uh, so according to Bobby Marks at ESPN... Earning the All-NBA nod in two of the past three seasons makes Davis eligible for a Supermax contract extension. Next summer, he'll be able to sign an NBA record extension with the Pelicans worth roughly, low, wait for this, $230 million with a projected cap of $39.7 million. Oh my goodness. Then, low, he, he, he was gifted 
by these media members who voted him in. $25 million. That right there. See, that's, that's, that, that's enough incentive for me to vote for you. He deserved it anyway. But even if he didn't deserve it, I probably still would have voted for him, man. So congratulations to Anthony Davis. I, he was the most popularized case. I don't know of any other players that have a deal this lucrative. There might be others, but this was, I remember last year thinking, wow, that's fine. Because remember he had the injury, and I was like, yo, that's really, like what a horrible time to have an injury. Not only does he not get to play, but he has to rehab and get all back into shape and everything. And not only that, but now it's even more harder for him to get that bonus that he was looking for. Shout out to Anthony Davis, man. That is that is the most congratulatory go-ahead-get-that-bag I've ever seen. $230 million. And in contrast, though, that makes the NFL look like nothing, which I think they guaranteed a career high of like $65 million or something yeah. last year. And I was like, that's it? So if you get injured, that's like the max you'll get? You know? That's crazy. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Let me NBA. ask you this. The thing that, on the flip side of things, if I'm not mistaken, Towns, if not now, but in the near future, will also be in that same situation. He made the third team this year. Rudy Gobert signed his contract, so he doesn't have to worry. But <clears throat> Gobert, let me see if, if Vucevic is on the contract. Because Towns, and I think I think Towns is fine, is, is a great player. I, I don't have no problem with Towns. But Towns getting it this year over Gobert, Jokic, and... I mean, I, I guess if Porzingis is healthy next year, then even Porzingis could be in that conversation as well. Those are going to be players who, at some point in their in their career in the near future, that are going to be looking at getting that super max or whatever max is to them. Because right now, Jokic missed the All NBA team this year, and mm-hmm. he has one more year that's a team option for one point six million dollars. But if if, and I could be mistaken, but I, I thought the the criteria were, was that they, you had to be on the team that drafting you, and you had to stay there, and you had to be either All-NBA or one MVP or All-Defense. Obviously, Jokic isn't going to make All-Defense. Obviously, I don't think he's even close to being a, um, an MVP winner, but he's really close to being an All-NBA performer, though. And if they make the playoffs next year, then that puts him in the conversation of should he win it. And then next year will be his last year on his contract. So that will also mean he would apply for the extension for a Supermax for someone who's getting off his rookie contract. So things like that, again, like you said, it can alter the way that certain players financially benefit what's going to happen to them. And for, for media members to be selecting people not really based off of merit, but based off of some type of ambiguous criteria that they're making every single year as time continues to progress and you're saying that oh well butler can be a guard in a like shit like come on like we we got to get some somewhere man as let me i'm sorry let me let me let me also some other people who receive votes trevor reza received the all nba vote dwight (laughs) dwight the guy who sits in the corner (laughs) dwight howard received the all nba vote DeMarcus Cousins, and I, I think Boogie is fine, but I mean, he missed too many games, received the All-NBA vote. Kevin Love, who also missed a lot of games, received the All-NBA vote. And they finished, what, fourth or fifth or something like that? Fourth in the Eastern Conference. Porzingis, who Can you missed- believe, though, that there is a person who believes Kevin Love deserved to be on an All-NBA team? And not only deserved it, deserved it over either Paul George, Jimmy Butler, possibly LaMarcus Aldridge, Giannis or Durant and LeBron because those are the other forwards. 
That is that, that, that is I mean, so insane that, to think stuff, about. Stuff like that, and I cannot wait because they they do release the people who voted for these um for these players. That's what I need. I need the names of these players, the name of the people who voted for them. Because Trevor we- Ariza, come on, <laughs> come on. I mean, I, I I like Trevor Ariza, but come on, all NBA, all NBA. That that's ridiculous. He'll be the first. He'll be the first seventy-seven overall on the All NBA team, man. Let him live. He literally he just sits in the corner all game. His whole purpose is just to wait for Kevin Harden. I mean, Kevin Harden for uh, James Harden to create an opening and just stand in the corner. That's where he gets literally all of his points in the corner, shooting corner threes. Which, by the way, is also the highest percentage shot in the NBA. So it's it's literally like if you gave a player all NBA. Just for like doing pick and roll offense and getting to the rim and doing a layup. Not a contested layup. Not one where you got to be Curry or Kyrie and knock it off the backboard with some spin. No, no, no. Just regular layup. That's crazy. Yeah, really, and, and, and you know what's crazy, though? Is when they put in those votes, they knew that we were going to eventually find out that they did it, but they still did they it. Still, so that means they, they still had the they, balls. They, must, they still had the balls to do yeah. that. That's crazy. You're right. They had the balls. They were like, nah, 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 nah. Damian Lillard. He should receive an all-defensive team vote. Trust me. I, I watched enough <laughs> games to know that he plays at that level defensively. Trust me. I know. Do they have beat writers voting for this? It's the only person it's, I, I it's, could possibly It's play. writers, um, some some TV analysts, and some columnists. I guess I guess writers and columnists. But you, like you said, some beat writers. I know um, some noticeable ones. EJ, Ernie from um, TNT, he has a vote. I know that um Chris Broussard, King Light Skin, he got he got a vote. I know um what'd you call him? King Light Skin. King Light Skin. Lights like? Light skinned. Light skin. Why is he but what? Come on, he's he's the only light skinned man killing it in sports analysts right now. Come on, you really think about it? Think about it. So how does listen? Think no, going. think about I'm it. No, think think about it for just a quick second, just a quick second. How many? I'm not gonna no, think no, no, about no. it. <laughs> How many light skinned brothers are really out here doing it like Chris Broussard? Oh my god! Think about it. I'm just telling you. But I mean, uh, Bill Simmons he has a vote. Zach Lowe he has a vote. Um, Mark Spears has a vote. Um, it's a few people that I, I think people are referring to. But there's some people, and there's some people that they took their vote, their vote, their writing votes away from them too. So you know, that's uh, that's good too. There needs to be some more. Yeah, it, need, it, needs, it needs to be some more. But um yeah I just some some of these votes again I knew it was going to be some crazy people but Damian Lillard for an all all defensive team and then Trevor Reza on an all NBA team like this thing about it, someone literally told themselves yeah Trevor Reza over Paul George that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> that, that's ridiculous that that makes sense yep All right Lo let's talk about these playoffs man uh, I just thought about it, but this is my podcast, man. Watch out. Get, get the fuck out the way, man. Yo, is, yo, I, yo, watch out. Watch out. Before we talk about that, wait, Lo, I want to talk to you about something. Whatever. And, and this is for everybody from Canada. Oh, my NBA. God. Please. They changed their website recently, the Canadian website. Oh, okay. For the love of God, change it back. Lo, you can't see who's leading in the series. It doesn't show you the series record at all. When you're looking on the website, I literally just typed in standings and I got this ridiculous, like, you know, when you, your internet is so slow, nothing loads up. So everything is just aligned on the left. And it just, you, you ever have that before? Yeah. Where your internet is bugging? Yeah. It's, it's just that. The website doesn't work. Change it back. It was perfect before. 
It's like they just did that so they can get more space for advertising. I think I think it's just I horrible. Think, I think y'all are kind of late because it's been like that for the um for us. Nah, 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 nah. I can't even go to the United States website because it'll just be like, nah, bitch. I saw your internet. Your your proxy is from <laughs> Toronto. Uh huh. Caught you, and they'll redirect me to the Canadian one. I don't know. Man, I'm like, man. Maybe you talking about something different, but I I remember when they changed it, and I was like, bro, this is just the trashest. Is this on mobile or this is on the website? This is what like desktop. Desktop. I just remember they they changed it on um maybe, maybe I'm thinking my mobile my bad I remember they changed it on mobile though I was like bro what are y'all doing like y'all ain't got nothing else better to do like this is what y'all doing big facts big facts big facts anyway man I had to bring that up uh everybody from Canada is like agent you know I use the NBA website it is ass now you're right well we got to talk about this Celtics series I'm gonna talk about uh, it so watch out man it's, oh sorry this, it's this your is podcast, my podcast bro yo so yeah. first and foremost. What's up, LeBron? What you doing? Let me chill out. Yo, so... <laughs> yo, I think the last time we talked... When the last time we... I think I think they were... they were. I think it was when the Celtics were up yeah, 2-0. Celtics were up 2-0. Now, back-to-back home games for the Cavs. They ended up coming out on top of those games. Some solid performances, or at least one solid performance from, like, JR. Kevin Love had a few moments here and there, and then they tied it up, obviously, with LeBron playing great both home games as well. Tie the series back up two two. I will be saying I will say this though. I'm I'm very concerned about the Celtics because it just seems like they cannot perform on the road. And then bringing LeBron at back, all. yeah, that that's at that's all, ridiculous. Though. And then bringing back, I don't care who it is. The fact that you're bringing, you think that bringing LeBron back to a game seven, you think you got a chance because you at home. You think he cares what scenery he has? That's kind of that's that's the thing. That's kind of sus right so, there. Wait, 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 wait. I'll, the I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll say this though. Okay. Last night though. Last night, your bag, man. What you got? Even LeBron looked suspect last night. The cat, the Cavs, that entire team. I think they only scored like eighty points or something like that. Or like they were, they were stuck in the seventies for a good second. Last night, eighty three points. Last night makes me believe that I don't, I don't know about the Celtics even winning next game. And and eighty three is generous because the very end of the game, last six minutes, straight garbage time. They were a lot lower than that. Yeah, before they, they that. were a lot lower. Kevin Love, I don't know what's wrong with you. Kevin Love is basically at a point where he's just like a six ten forward, small forward, who just doesn't know what he's doing because he he doesn't he didn't make any shots outside of like two hooks that he got close to the rim. George, so Hill, what's the difference between? No, I got let me cut you right, off. Go go go. go, go. I gotta ask. Go you. spit your stuff. Spit. Kevin Love against the Raptors in the low post, murking folks, getting rebounds, banging his threes. And you see him now, he just looks like he's this reduced or version Jan, of Or Jalen Brown is better than C.J. Miles. Okay, so you think that's it? The def- I mean, first of all, the Celtics defense is fantastic. But I can't imagine it's exclusively and only because of the difference defensively between the two teams. I think, I think also, I think the way that they play basketball with the Celtics, which is constant ball movement, pushing the pace, and it keeps getting players off rotations, which then makes... And force Kevin Love to close out or decide to close out or not. I think that's part of the reason why as well. But more importantly, and I I don't know why y'all didn't use that to y'all advantage because Kevin Love, that is his biggest disadvantage is that he's just nowhere near as mobile as he needs to be. But I, I guess I don't know. I don't know what it is with Kevin Love because I don't know if he's the perfect example of great numbers on a bad team or he's just being misutilized. I don't know which one it is, but last night was just that wasn't that was embarrassing. That was pitiful. And then the rest of the roster was also trash. But for the for the yeah, they were just I'm I'm not even gonna sit here and like act like I'm gonna run off some names. This man J.R. Smith, George Hill, 
This man Clarkson came off the bench, played like 15, 20 minutes, but shot 10 times. It was like, Jesus Christ, y'all, y'all gotta cut it out. Um, and then he didn't, and then, and then, um, people think I was, I was serious, but I was just playing. This man, Ty Lu, he'll have one, he'll have like a game or two, cause the last two games he was fine, like he was actually coaching really great. But then last night, this man was just ridiculous with some of his lineups, and then he comes at the end of the game and says, uh, the reason why I didn't play Kyle Corver too much is because, you know, they didn't play, uh, what's his name, Samaje or something like that? Some, some random bench player on the, um. Autobaye or Yeah, Autobaye. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, they didn't play Autobaye too much, so they just kind of threw a, a monkey wrench in my plan. Bro, are you, are you coaching are off you, of, Adju, Adju, whatever his name is. Are you, Adjulea? Uh, Adjulea. I don't know how you say it. The fact that I don't know how to say it kind of just proves the point that he's not, he's not like someone you should be coaching off of. If you ever get to the point where you're coaching based off of the, the nice man on the bench, <laughs> you need to just chill out. You overthinking it right now. You really overthinking it. You're overthinking it. But yo, it's no secret. Tyler looks clueless on the bench. Every time it cuts to him, he just has this goofy face like, there was this one photo of him outside his own huddle. LeBron was running shit. I'm like, man, why is he still getting paid, bro? We know who's really making decisions behind the scenes, man. But yeah, you're right. Uh, they did a fantastic job of, and lo, most importantly, I, I was having the time of my life. Now, NBA games go on right at the time I break my fast. So usually I miss some of the game to go grab some food. And then I sit down and what I was watching was so mesmerizing. It was the Boston Celtics. With the defensive breakdown low. And their ability to quickly rotate. They didn't have to wait for one person to do. They were all moving. Everybody in motion trying to recover. And even. In, and their lineup is so versatile. That it doesn't matter who gets caught on the ball handler. LeBron. You could have Al Horford. Jalen Brown. You could have Jason Tatum. You could put Marcus Morris. Marcus Smart. Hey, put Tatum's here if you want, man. And they, they got all kinds of defense so even when they rotate and there's a mismatch there's no real mismatch and then we have low players like aaron baines now i'm i love it is amazing before you say this it is amazing aaron baines is able to get more than 10 minutes a game that is it's it's a miracle that he's able to stay on the floor that long it's ridiculous 30 minutes he played 30 minutes last that's ridiculous and really and and his ability low do you know what kind of confidence you have to have in yourself to continue to get dunked on and keep trying to play defense. He keeps trying. Because uh Larry Nance, I believe, almost Larry Nance had, almost bodied him. You know those dunks when you play NBA Street where like the rim breaks and the game is over, everybody just walks home? It was one of those. Like the Cavaliers probably would have just went home with the rim if that dunk went in. It was one of the if <laughs> if you missed the game, it was like a Superman dunk, like what's uh Dwight Howard did in the dunk contest back back. Man, he's low. I just every game I tune in, he's getting dunked on, and he just keeps going. His defensive rotations. I'm like, oh, he got three blocks, man. That team. Low. Previously, I said that I feel like they need more star players. This was before they got Kyrie, and that I didn't think their team could succeed because I felt like they had too much middle players, like players that could be like a three and a four, potentially a two. But they need a one. They need a superstar, a top five player in the NBA. And here we are. They, they, you could, they have a. a could we say top ten about Kyrie? We could yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we have a top ten player, Kyrie. He's not in the game. We have Gordon Hayward, top twenty five, top twenty five player, Gordon Hayward, top thirty. Okay, top thirty player in Gordon Hayward also not playing. And then they just 
and, and the confidence they have to go on the post-game conference afterwards and talk about, yeah, I could clamp up LeBron. Or, yeah, we did this and this. Like, and it's so fascinating. It's such a, it's so different. And it's, it's really just, and this, this really occurred to me, Lo, it's really just about culture. Some teams have a culture of winning. And that's why they continue to win. And, that, and there's other teams. And that's why the Raptors can't win, right? And yeah, it is actually. What a and it's part of the reason why <laughs> is part of the reason why plenty of teams can't win is because they just adopt the mentality that they can't win. The Celtics going into this series knew damn well they were going to win, and they're on the verge of doing it. Whether they do it or not, we'll see. And, and part of it, I don't know. It has to do with the home crowd, man, because. They're ten and zero, I believe the number is. I know yeah, they're perfect they're at home. Yeah, this playoffs, yeah. that is insane. So definitely, if if they could even just a little bit pick up their performance on the road, man. Now, I'm, this wait, team, now, I mean, I want to say this though. Last night, Loki, the Celtics didn't really play all that great. I mean, offensively, yeah, scoring right? scoring wise, they didn't. Right, which is amazing to me because that means that because I'm looking at it right now. The Celtics shot 36% from the field and 33% from behind the arc. And still They had some serious droughts, yeah. And still won. Because it was it was a drought in the fourth quarter. Towards the end of the third and in and like in the beginning to mid of the fourth quarter, I was like, oh wow. Y'all really are not gonna score. Like that that's crazy to me. And so moments like that is where I'm is where A, the value of Kyrie really shows, and B makes me afraid that they're probably not gonna win this series. Because if you you cannot have that many droughts, and so I don't want to overreact, but that is something I definitely found out in that game. Now the flip side of things, so, though, okay. this man LeBron, I, I I I it's it's too many ups and downs for me for LeBron. First of all, I really I really noticed that I I really really like LeBron. So for people out there who think I hate LeBron, no, I really like LeBron. And part of it is just me being a Laker <laughs> fan, and I don't want to I don't want to see the Celtics win. But another part of me is like, man. I don't know what people are seeing. Like, it's just like almost we're watching two different games. To you, did LeBron have a great game last night? Uh, I missed the first half because I had to get some food. In the second half, not really. Okay. No. I mean, you, you, you missed the first half, so that, that kind of disrupts it. So, in the first half. Does highlights count? I saw highlights. Does that no, count? Because it's, because quite honestly, <laughs> a lot of the, the highlights that you're yo. going to watch, I know you're just playing, but a lot of the highlights that people are watching, <laughs> it's first half highlights. In the first half, LeBron yeah. had 16 points, 63% shooting from the field, four rebounds, three assists, two turnovers. However, both of those turnovers came in the first quarter. I watched the game, so I know exactly what happened. The second half though, LeBron 10 points. On 4-4-11 shooting, over 3 from behind the arc, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 turnovers. And so, the way that the Cavs close it out, even with LeBron, don't get me wrong, the rest of the team was trash too. In the second half, this man, um, this man Kevin Love only scored 4 points. In the second half, this man, this man, this man, J.R. Smith went one for four. Jer, um, George Hill went one for three. In the second half, their best score was Jeff Green. That's how bad it was. It has to be mental, right? Like, there's, there's something about, like, for example, and, and I'll say this. If the Cavaliers win game six, they're winning this series. LeBron does not lose in game sevens. It just never happens. And part of it is because he gets in this zone, like a do or die zone. And, and it's like nothing phases him. Damian Lillard quote tweeted earlier this week. 
And somebody asked him about like, yo, uh, when you're trying to make a clutch shot, what's, what's going on in your mind? Do you Are you scared? Do you feel fear? He's like, nah, I just block everything out. He has zero fear. Like no conscious. Well, that's that's really not helping. He just, game, but go ahead, go. Let me chill. Let me chill. Let but me chill, I'm just chill. saying to say, but that's so I'm talking about that zone because it feels like they had it against the Raptors the entire time. No, y'all they, are they, just they, they bad. Just, y'all are that bad, agent. But but in when they go up against the Celtics, they've shown times where they 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 could win this series. And how are they down two zero? And here they are coming back. But. I'm just saying, in Game Seven, there's no doubt he's gonna be in his bag. The, the Celtics have to, have to, have to win away. And if they don't, I know they're ten and zero at home, and oh, they're perfect. They play so great. They're not beating the Cleveland Cavaliers in game. I just, I, I cannot see it. LeBron in Game Seven is a different animal. Though at that point, he probably wouldn't even need the rest of the team to score. He just need him to get out the way. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, he's tricky I don't, though. I don't want to say it though, the, the t- because. We saw LeBron was at game two where LeBron came out swinging. He came out swinging really hard. In the first quarter. In that yeah. first quarter. And he's going to have to do that for two consecutive games. And watching LeBron last night, he had two back-to-back games. Not back-to-back, but two. Even if even when they were at home and even though he got some help from his supporting cast, game five, he looked like someone who had been in the NBA for 15 years. And... I just don't know how many times he can keep doing that. And, and maybe he, he's able to find a way to get out of it this series. He's definitely not going to win in the finals, though. And I don't know what we do moving forward with LeBron because, unfortunately, and I do believe it's a bad thing that LeBron has been held to the standard or even held to, to the responsibility of continuing to play the way he's been, the way that he has been playing. And I don't think it's benefiting him at all. I know many people are like, well, look at the stats, look at the stats, but he's not winning. And that's the whole purpose. And I feel like putting that type of burden on a player to just do what he has to do doesn't aid him. It just does not help him at all. You have to be a pretty fantastic player for when people see 26 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. They go, yo, he underperformed that game. Like, he could have done way better. Like, you have to reach it. Because for a lot of people, like, if, if DeRozan got that stat line, man, commentators are talking about it. It's going to be on TSN the next day. Sports I don't, Net, I don't, I don't, I don't think so because he played. If you you got to go back and rewatch the game or at least watch some of the turnovers. Some of the turnovers LeBron had were like, Jesus, like, what a, what's going on with you, LeBron? Like, he turned, like, when I say he just threw the ball to, like, a Celtic player, like, it was like, all right, yeah. all right, all right, all right, <laughs> LeBron. And he was like, it was like two or three layups he missed. It was like, I don't know. And even they got the game, I think, within like ten points, and they could have not not necessarily win, but at least nah. In the fourth quarter, the closest they got was eleven. No, no, I think no, I think the the, I'm talking about the third. It was because in the third in the third quarter, the Celtics only scored eighteen points. It was I think it was the third quarter, and they got really close, and not not really close, but closer than what they had without throughout the entire um, game. And so, or even when they got to the eleven eleven point mark, and I was like, all right, they they might be able to make it a game, but then. They just went on another stretch where they could do, they couldn't do it, not a thing. And then even on the other end, it's not like the Celtics were even doing anything either. It took the Celtics a while to get a shot going, but I don't know. I just, I look at that game and defensively, the Celtics were great, but on the, on the other end, offensively, I don't, I don't know. They, they were, they were heavily relying on like lucky bounces from Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart to shoot two for, four, um, two for, um, two for four from behind the arc in the second half. I don't things like that. I just don't know how 
how how how often that's going to happen for you to win. And um, I'm still waiting for a Terry Rozier game because I'm I'm still waiting on that, and that may be the difference maker. But at this point, I'm I'm more so betting on LeBron kind of pulling it through than a siding from Terry Rozier or um, Jalen Brown. But shout out to Tatum. Tatum played amazing. Yeah, uh, Jalen Brown, interestingly enough, is breaking records. For, you mean Tatum? Uh, Tatum is Tatum I, is the one's breaking records. Oh right, 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 right. Well, both of them are technically speaking. Literally, they, they keep bringing it up over and over again. Like, oh, this player in this many playoff games to score this much, the only two people to do more than that are this person and this person. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and when you watch TV, they give you the most, like, meaningless advanced stats. They'd be like, on Thursdays of back-to-back games when Toronto is playing the Trailblazers and the Trailblazers are home, when Ed Davis is in the lineup with Amir Johnson and Jose Calderon is starting, not on the bench... Jose Calderon shoots 92% from the free throw line. And you're like, bro, what do we do with this information that you keep giving us? <laughs> so, and then finish it off with like, so I guess Jose Calderon is going to shoot great from the free throw line. Like he, like, like he, like he does every night. Like, I don't know. Like, some of, some of that, that'd be killing me too. Where they'd just be like, oh yeah, cause they, they gave you the whole, oh, this one, the Jason Tatum stats are not that bad because it's basically, he's the first rookie to score XYZ amount of points. Yeah, so that's 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 that's, right. that's pretty interesting. But yeah, those little specific <laughs> stats that really that already tell you certain things about the players that you already know. Like when someone says, like I think it was a stat about Kyrie Irving, how many points he scored, and it's like, so Kyrie Irving is expected to score a lot of points. We knew that without you even telling us whatever. Like I, I can't remember which one it was, but it was just like some obvious, like okay, yeah, we we get it. He's going to score. We get it. I, I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. But I mean, yeah, the, the um, uh, shout out to the Celtics. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make this too much about the Cavs because, I mean, the Cavs just play so trash. It's the Celtics, they execute on a defensive end. They play the passing lanes. They were anticipating certain passes and even with them shooting poorly from the field and having a hard time finding some consistent offense outside of Tatum, they still played. They, they still won and they, they played great defensively. And it, it was, um, it was a pretty, it was a scary game towards the fourth quarter because they just couldn't score consistently, but. Still got to give a lot of credit to them and, and Brad Stevens. And I don't know how Brad. That's st- rare though. It's it's rare for the Celtics. Yeah. I don't I don't know how I don't know how Brad Stevens is playing Aaron Baines twenty nine minutes twenty nine thirty minutes. It's, it's that's the most amazing part to me. There there were moments where Aaron Baines and Marcus Smart were on the floor with one another at the same time, and I was like, I don't know how I don't know how the hell he's pulling this off. <laughs> Marcus Smart was on some next. He was just looking at players, then deciding to pull up for three in their eye, and he would hit, and you're like, all right, that happened a couple times. Then he tried it a couple more. He, he and, went three for yeah, he went like, three for six from behind the arc. Like he made his threes, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. So this is this is this is the game we're getting. We're getting the Marcus Smart when, game. When you're in the zone, you're in the zone, man. That's how it is. Low. Uh, let's talk about this Golden State series. All right, bro. Golden State. How, how can I how can I say this? Kevin Durant, you're trash. So KD and, and come, huh? K, bro, KD. What'd you say? KD played trash. KD was trash in game four. So Kevin Durant and, and even Curry. Curry had a moment though, but the series is tied up two two. The the game is um tonight as we record this, and um Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant and company stole Game One from the Houston Rockets at home, and um went back and was up two one before Game Four, and it looked as if they were going to be able to pull out another game and make it three one as they went on a ridiculous. 
third game, I mean, third quarter run like they normally do. Curry got ridiculously hot, had an amazing performance. But then after the third quarter, he went ice cold. And not only did he go ice cold, throughout the entire second half, I just, I don't, I didn't feel Kevin Durant. And the problem with that is that sometimes that happens way too often in Kevin Durant's career because that was definitely a game where Kevin Durant could have easily like just put his foot on their throat and, and was like, all right, y'all are done. Settle down. We're, we're not going to make this a series, but credit to Houston. They kept, they kept up with their game plan. They kept up with a defensive intensity, which is something that's rare. James Harden actually played defense on Curry. Like he, they, they put him on Curry. He was out there giving his effort on Curry and I, I applaud him for that. Um, and it, it was a, it was a really great game coming back from a, a 10 point deficit while the Warriors were, were on a run and it, so, it felt like they had the momentum, but, um, it, it was great down the stretch. I and mean, then Chris Paul just executed properly down the stretch. Every single play it was amazing to watch. Um, before I pass on to you, agent though, the one thing I noticed though from the Warriors is that their bench might be cut too short because when Iguodala, cause he was out, Iguodala was out. So they had to give more minutes to Kevin Looney and, um, what's the other Jordan Bell. And both of them just did not know what to do in the defensive rotations, nor did they knew, know what to do offensively. And so it's going to be really questionable to see what they're going to do moving forward if Iguodala isn't available. Uh, but that, that's a game they're supposed to get. And again, like I said, Kevin Durant in the second half just didn't show up at all. And that's, that's something you cannot do in a game of that magnitude, especially if you're supposed to be the second best player in the NBA right now. I mean, but, but I mean, everybody like, Here's the thing about the Warriors. There's, you have so much top-heavy talent that even when one person doesn't perform, the other person always picks up. At the very end of the game, Klay Thompson had a good shot in the corner, missed that would have, uh, I think, put them in the lead or would have tied it. I'm not, I know what you're sure. you talking about, but I and, still don't think I don't even think it should even gotten to that point. That's what I'm saying. No, but then they got the rebound and Curry got the ball, and then Curry chucked up a contested shot and missed. And I just thought to myself, the two greatest shooters in NBA history just missed shots, and the Houston Rockets won the game. And and I know Kevin Durant didn't really play well throughout it. And part of the reason is, and I know Steve Kerr was talking about in the post-game conference about how Iggy and, and how that changed the lineups and the rotations. But that's not an excuse for losing. I don't think he's – I know he's an important player, but he's not He's not top four. So you, you still have your top four important players. And then you don't have an excuse for losing the game, especially when you see a team like the Celtics handling business against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference. Uh it was one of those games where both teams were missing. They both shot 39%. They were both around 31 and 33% three-point line. They were pretty evenly matched. Chris Paul was out there just lights yeah, out. And I don't know if he can continue to shoot lights out, but he was just pulling up in front of people, just in transition and hitting threes. And I was just thinking to myself, first of all, one, Chris Paul has really stepped up in these Western Conference really Finals. Really stepped which is up. Fa- Really? Which is fantastic to see because uh, he's had the stigma of always choking in the playoffs with the Clippers. And so that's part of the reason why he went to the Rockets. And it seems like hopefully, depending on how the rest of the series goes, he can get rid of that stigma moving on for his career and make it to the finals for the first time. Uh, I think this is just a case of the Houston Rockets were better. I know they, they just felt like for the first time in a very long time, low that the Golden State Warriors were getting clamped up. And I, it's very rarely you ever see that. 
because they almost always have somebody lighting. Like in the first series, it was Clay Thompson going on fire. Throughout the playoffs, it was Kevin Durant doing his thing. And then Curry comes back. Curry finally has a good game. And then you're thinking to yourself, how could these guys possibly be stopped? And then Houston finds a way. So I put out a tweet. I was I was like, uh, this is the first time I've ever saying this, but uh, Houston Rockets look great on defense. And some people replied. They were like, agent, see, you don't just watch basketball because they've always been great. Now, great. No, no. Like, yeah, I'm going to say no. Not that last game, great. they were great on defense. Shout out to P.J. Tucker because I think he, he recorded like 10, 13 boards or something, something ridiculous because he was down there yeah, battling yeah. with the with the bigs as 16. well. Getting, six, 16. That's a, even I, I just under underestimated how many rebounds he got. So, yeah, they they were great defensively. Trevor Reese is playing great defense on Kevin Durant. Um, P.J. Tucker is great on the boards, and they have to do that because they play such a small lineup. And D'Antoni is, is making a massive risk risk, excuse me, by playing really seven players. It's it's really just we're gonna run out not there. A risk. I mean it's not it's not a risk. It, no, I think it is a risk actually because when you have that type of repetitive nature with your lineup, it makes it easier for your opponent to stop you because you, you kind of see all of the cards that they're holding. And so it's basically just a starting five. I disagree. It's a starting five like and Gordon and, and Joe. How does how does your strategy change if you're the Warriors low if you slide in Anderson or uh Luke Shard? Like, you know? It it cha- it changes I, it changes because if you slide in those players you have to you have to, you may have to make, readjust the way that you close out on certain uh, players I and, and I don't know, I just I I think it's a risk also because of fatigue as well but like like we said though with Chris Paul and this is the and this is the biggest reason why I think Chris Paul is just a fantastic player and, and why I hate the stigma of true point guards or or real PGs or pass first PGs man Chris Paul was out there as a point guard. He recognized that James Harden was not making his shots because I think in the second half, James Harden only scored like six points. And in the fourth quarter, James Harden only scored two points. He went one for four from the field and 0 for three from behind the arc. And Chris Paul was like, I, we need scoring. So I'm going to score. And Chris Paul is something, is something that Dan Tony may not like, but it is something that's necessary. He took it upon himself to not just attack, but knock down mid range jumpers because that's the only thing that they were getting, that, that they were giving them. And so you need somebody who understands how important it is to just take advantage of whatever the defense is giving you, not because you're just trying to score, but because it's going to force a defense to play you differently and open up the floor the next time you're down the floor, next time you're down on offense and it gives your teammates open looks. So instead of just shooting three, shooting three, shooting threes, you open the defense up a little bit with your mid range jumper. Now you got a cutter cut into the basket. Chris Paul with a beautiful baseline across the, um, Cross the fucking baseline pad. That shit was ridiculous. I mean, Chris Paul's on one. That was insane. Threw it to. Yeah. I, 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 that's just. I don't know how anybody can even make any argument that Chris Paul isn't at bare minimum like one of the top three passing point guards in the NBA still. But like Chris Paul just had moments where it was just like he understood the magnitude of the game and understood the the window was still open for them. And he just chipped away at the lead. While on the other end, they execute on the defensive end, and that's and that's all you can do when they came out with the win. I still have the Warriors winning though. <laughs> even even with that being said, they definitely made it more interesting than I think a lot of people were giving them credit for. And kudos to the to the Rockets. I just when you have that much talent on your team, I have a hard time believing that you're going to lose, especially because they execute properly. The the Warriors just execute, and, and they should be able to come back and execute, learn from their mistakes, and just play better in um, Game Six. Excuse me, game five, Agreed. game five. Indeed, that is the case. Uh, shout out to Chris Paul. 
James Harden, interestingly enough, he's, he's had some standout games in the playoffs, but throughout, he hasn't been shooting the greatest percentage. Of course, he takes a pretty high difficulty of shots most times. But their offense is so, like, different and unique. You would see, like, Eric Gordon get the ball with 20 seconds on the clock. And then he'll just ISO. And he'll do a crossover step back pull up for a three. Like, 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 he's a superstar player. Everybody on that team has a green light to shoot. And, I mean, of course it pays off when they hit. Sometimes they don't hit. And the green light is just still always there. And so I think D'Antoni gives his players the flexibility, right? So part of the thing is, like, if you're DeRozan and you get benched, imagine being a player, you get benched, right? It happens a lot in soccer. Like, if you do something, like, if you just, if you're acting out or you're showboating and your coach doesn't, he'll literally take you off. It doesn't matter if you're the best player on the field. On In the NBA, a lot of the times, they just kind of let players play through it. And some coaches have the philosophy of not even calling timeouts and letting the players handle it unless they feel like they can actually in give him some sort of input or make some sort of lineup change that can help the situation. But then Tony just kind of just lets it go. And you just see them, and when it works, it works. It's interesting that in the seven people he is playing, Ryan Anderson is not one of them. I know he's not a good defensive player, but he's been a great three-point shooter for them throughout the season. So to be able to use P.J. Tucker to get defense and corner threes and get away with not using Ryan Anderson... Because now you don't have to worry about who's Ryan Anderson going to guard, right? Is he going to guard Draymond Green? Draymond's probably going to take him off the dribble. Then you got to worry about breakdowns and rotations. The Rockets are too good a team offensively. And I still do think the Warriors will end up winning, but I really badly hope I'm wrong. It would mean so much to me if we just saw different teams in the finals. I'd be a really happy guy if it was the Rockets versus the Celtics. I don't even like the Celtics, but I don't like, I don't like, say, I don't like the Celtics either, but I agree. I just want to see something different, to be honest with you. Um, if yeah. now, if they do lose, though, if the the Warriors do lose, what does that mean for KD and Curry? Uh, that means what does that mean? He went there to get championships. He completed that. He, goal. No, he got he, no, he, he got, got a championship. Yeah, well, he got a chance. That's what he no, wanted. You said, he no, you said no, you said championships. So that's. Do you remember why LeBron left? Cleveland? Yeah, I, I, remember, it's because, I remember. Okay, and so when he got what he wanted, I believe it was three rings, two rings, three rings. Two, he got, he got three two, rings. two rings in Miami. One was in Cleveland. 2012. Oh, yeah, 2012 and 2013, and the other 2016 was in Cleveland. Okay, so when he returned to Cleveland, he did it, I think, in my opinion, to repair his legacy, almost like his brand. Because a lot of people were slandering his name for going on television and deciding to leave his his home city in Cleveland. There's a chance Kevin Durant does the same. I mean, but I think Kevin Durant is a good enough player where he can compete for GOAT status if he continues a very high level of play and racks up like five, six. But see, I don't. I I disagree with you. I I agree if he does that, but I disagree if he loses because very similar to LeBron in 2011. And maybe not to the magnitude of, of which LeBron underperformed. Not in, yeah, but it would be yeah. worse. But anytime, and, and this is the reason why, at least in my opinion, championships mean so much moving forward because of the precedent that LeBron st- stated when he went to Miami. Because he basically said, "Yo, if you want to win, do what you need to do to win." And so, because because free agency is not the way that it was back in the seventies and eighties and nineties. 
you have the liberty to do a lot more movement in the NBA. And so when you utilize that liberty and I, and I, I'm, I'm battle with myself, I battle with myself back and forth about it. But at the end of the day, you're a grown man. You do whatever you want to do. But when you make that choice and you still fail, because I, I feel like winning one championship last year, that would not be enough. I mean, for, for, Ke- for Curry, it might be because he already proved that he could make it to the finals and win a championship and then be a two time MVP before Kevin Durant even joined the team. But if you're Kevin Durant and you underperformed the way that he played that night and he continued to, I, I, I'm assuming he would have to underperform for them to lose. If you continue to underperform and you end up losing, it defeats the purpose to why you went there. And it again puts the question on if you're even really that good because even though in 2016 when they blew that 3-1 lead, even though I'm, I'm very harsh and critical of Westbrook, Kevin Durant was on that team too. And so when you have a moment like they did, and I understand what you're saying, other players didn't play great and they had they would die, I 100% agree with you on that. But Kevin Durant just not showing up or, and just not having the impact that he's supposed to have, shooting 38%, and I'm rounding up for him in that last game, one for five from behind the arc as well. Moments like that, especially when you're on a team where your role has been reduced to basically scoring. Scoring in defense, you do not have to facilitate, you don't, you don't really have to create for others, and you have a massive advantage over your opponent due to height. There, there, those games, those games can end up haunting, haunting you. And that, and I just, I just want to put that out there because I'm fine with the art, the conversation that we're having with Kevin Durant. I'm fine with it. But if they end up losing, we still, we have to have the other side of the conversation, which is Kevin Durant put himself in a situation, chose his teammates, the team, the coach that he wanted to be on, and he still ended up losing. I know he won a championship already, but when you lose under those circumstances, I, I can't. Especially with no injuries. If Curry yeah, and exactly. Clay are out for whatever reason, you might you might be able to get away with it. Might. But, yeah, if he loses with the team he has now, that, that I think that would be worse and a lot worse than LeBron's loss to the Mavericks in 2011. A lot worse. I, don't, I don't know about a lot worse, but I think I think it's it's definitely up there. I, I, I definitely nah, it's 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 a lot because nah, Le- LeBron not had to think that he had to adapt to a new team and he was giving players new roles. Chris Bosh was an entirely new player on the team, and so the Mavericks was just out there hooping. But what you think about it, like the team was already easily the best team in the league without Durant. I would still have him winning the championship, but now they have Durant. They have, I mean, you can argue is Curry one hundred percent. Nobody's one hundred percent. It's the playoffs, and it's the conference finals, right? Teams are tired. Some are maybe dealing with injuries, nagging injuries, and but they're still playing the games. And, like, we saw, who was it? It was in the Cleveland game. Somebody was limping, but they stayed in the game. Who was it? I'm blanking. J- JR? I know JR was limping. But JR... It might have been JR. JR Loki plays, like, something wrong with him all the time, though, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, J- <laughs> Yo, JR, I don't know, I don't wow. know what happened to JR, bro. He fell off the face of this earth, bro. I saw some people disrespecting his entire career. I was like, "Damn!" Oh, did you see? Might, you, did you see that disrespect on Melo? Yeah, I did. I did. We'll talk about that right after. I mean, no, we we might talk about right now. Who would you? Who, right, who would fine. you take? Kyle Korver. Wait, before, before we oh, before, before we before we say that, can we just what, who do you have winning? And I still, I still got Warriors, and I got them in six. Okay, I have Warriors. I think I also said six. I'll yeah. stay with that. All so, right. who, so, so who, who do you have? Introduce it. Introduce no, I mean, man. Some people might I mean, not. Come on, they know. All right, people out there who don't know, somebody 
was on Instagram. I know it was on Twitter. Someone, was it? No, I think it was Instagram, maybe. It was yeah. Instagram. Someone on Instagram yeah. posted uh, a post and said that, uh, it's crazy and it's so funny how 15 years later that you would rather pick Kyle Corver than Carmelo Anthony for your team. Carmelo Anthony thus saw it, which means that Carmelo Anthony, he just randomly, like, I guess he just goes on Instagram and, and searches himself because how would he know about this, this post? But okay. Carmelo Anthony then replied to it and was like, Oh, no, there's no way. Yeah, that's true, man. Come on, get out of here. Wow, guys. This, this is what we gonna do now. This is what we gonna do now. I ain't know why Melo, Melo, you're like 30 something. Get off of social media. Jesus Christ. He replied four separate times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four, yeah, four just... separate. You're right. When I, when I was doing the whole like, wow, and get out of here. Those are four different replies from Melo. Four different replies. Yeah, and he even said, get the fuck out. Those were his words. So, so that raises the the age old question. <laughs> the age old. Would you would you rather have Kyle Corver right now or Carmelo Anthony? No, not you. Wait, wait, not think, think, right think now, about it. Think now? about it. Choose wisely now. Right now, who would you rather have? Choose very wisely. Hey, wait, wait. Before we wait, 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 wait. everything is is implied. We're talking about contracts. We're talking about attitudes. We're talking about. What they do Corver. on Corver. Oh, okay. Corver. All right. You, the second you said contracts, it's not even Let's take contracts out of the equation then, right? But still with the attitude, still with the mentality, still with the abilities as well, who would you rather have? Corver. Okay. I'll, More flexibility. You can put him on the bench. He won't get mad. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Do you who, see these shots? Who's just a better player? Come on, agent. Come on. You, you, you know it's Come on. Now you got to say mellow, right? I still think it's Corver. <laughs> <laughs> he's better defensively. Oh, he's a better three-point shooter. And he doesn't waste everybody's time on pointless ISO plays. Now that don't ever work. Now, 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 let me now this that was that was agent. Now this is this is my thoughts on it. If we're talking about we're implying contracts, it's obviously Corver. If, I mean, because Melo he's Melo, he's making way too much for anyone to overlook the fact that you would rather have Corver on your team. Just simply off of contracts, especially if you're only going to get, well, Melo only gave him like 15 points. You're going to get basically the exact same amount of efficiency, not efficiency, better, the same amount of points on better efficiency and better floor spacing from Kyle Corver. And which also means that I would pick him because of the fit. And then if we're talking about the attitude, I would pick him as well because Corver won't have a problem coming off the bench. I think what many people, are failing to recognize and what Mello is also failing to recognize is that a huge reason why people are saying these things about Mello, a lot of it doesn't necessarily have to do with his abilities. A lot of it just has to do with his, the amount of money that he's making and the attitude that he has and the approach that he has to the game at age, what he's like 34 as a player who's never won a championship as a player that's desperate to win a championship, never been to the finals. And the attitude that he has, you would you would have thought that he would have already won a championship. That he was a a, a championship pedi- pedigree bred NBA player. Like, bro, you ain't never made it to the finals. Settle down, Carmelo. Settle down. And so, as blasphemous as it may sound to some people, if I was building a team and I needed both, I had an option between Kyle Corver or Carmelo Anthony. Bro, I'm picking Kyle Corver. 
every day of the week, especially because I'm not, it's not like I'm going to be sitting here expecting Carmelo Anthony to give me 20 plus. I'm all, all we are at this point. We're now at a point where we're just expecting Carmelo to give you 15. I can get 13 from Kyle Korver on better shooting efficiency and better floor spacing, better defensive effort. And on top of that, I would just go draft somebody or go get somebody else who will be a shot creator. If you really think that's that big of a deal, because even mellow shot creation isn't that efficient. Am I lying? Not at all. He doesn't shot create really. I mean, what space does he? In any space he creates, he'll still miss the shot. But I mean, you see him in the post sometimes with the fade and it hits. Anytime he has a good start, it just gets followed by an incredibly horrible ending. His lack of consistency is is just is brutal. You look at a player like Corver; he's used to coming off the bench after not playing for twenty minutes and. Being the one that has to hit the most important shot of the game, that's just what he's built to do. Agent, you're so disrespectful, man. God, Agent. You're so you're oh, so disrespectful, me, man. man. You know what you look know what Carmelo Anthony did in two thousand and nine, Agent? You know what he did? He, he made all the way to the conference finals, Agent. All the way oh, to the conference damn. Well, you know what he did in twenty thirteen, Agent. Man, what he do in twenty thirteen? Right, he he stole an MVP vote from, from LeBron. From LeBron being the first unanimous. That's what he did, Agent. Wow. wow you, don't, you don't remember wow, the Knicks wow, tape? Wow. He's, he's a future Hall of Famer, Agent. I don't care what happened. I don't <laughs> care what happened this year, Agent. I don't care. I don't care what happened this year. No, no, no. I'm talking about Carmelo Anthony. Big time. Playmaker. Money. That's what that's what I'm talking about. A six nine a bull in the post. Uh, Steven they killed me when he say some shit like that, yo. Carmelo Anthony. Yo, you sound like a Knicks yeah, fan, exactly. so I'm glad you brought up Stephen A. Yo, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony right now, bro, you would rather have Kyle Korver. Let's let's cut the cap. I agree. Let's, let's I think ninety percent of listeners agree too. But, but you are, Carmelo I'm about to say right you now, already like... know for a fact. You already you already know for a fact someone about to be like, bro, y'all just some haters. They about to go to sleep in a Carmelo Anthony jersey and shit. I got a Carmelo Anthony jersey too. That's crazy. Me too, man. It was the first, I was second jersey. No, I it wasn't my second first, but yeah, it was, it was one of, it was one of though. You're like 60, so you probably have like a George Gervin jersey, Jerry West. No, I ain't jersey. got none of them. You probably got none. I ain't got those. Yeah. I was too broke back in the day, but now, you know, I'm getting them YouTube checks. Let me chill out. Let me chill out. Let me chill out. Um, he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna flex on the listeners, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. All right, man. Totally. Um, is that, is that it? Is it? Uh, Lo, I have a new car. That's great news. Very relevant to the podcast, of course. What car is it, though? <sighs> come on, man. You know I can't spill the beans yet. What's you wrong can't with spill it. Just make it. Make it. A, come on, give it. Make it a, a off-topic exclusive. <laughs> give, give us. Give us a scoop, agent. <laughs> I, I'm gonna wrap the car. I have to add a spoiler, and I'm gonna add. You gonna some, wrap the uh, car? To the That's how I know you got money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna wrap just, a car. I mean, the car right now is black, and it looks great black. But I want to make the car like a, a color that stands out. And then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm a, you know, around the rims, like around the outer rim, people have like the color. So like, let's say I make the car orange, for example. I'll make the outer rim color orange, and then make the carbon fiber. So no, wait, no, 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 no. If you ain't gonna tell us if you're not gonna tell us what the um what the car is. What color are you gonna wrap it as? I have no idea yet. I have to pick up the car. Tomorrow, why? Why so you? But why? Why wrapping it? I'm confused. Why wrap it? You have to. I mean, it's either that or you paint it. Painting a 
Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna spill the beans right there. Wow, he was about it to, is, hey, he was about to say, like, he was about to say painting costs like ten grand. That's no, no, I was to gonna say. say painting. Uh, and then I was gonna say the brand, but nah. Uh, it, it would be like ten, fifteen dollars, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to paint it. It's like three thousand a wrap. Plus, if I want to remove the wrap, you can just use a heat gun if you want to sell the car. Oh, you got a Tesla? No. Yeah, what? you do. I mean, yeah, whatever. You got it. Hey, Agent, I peeped the game. <laughs> you hot there doing it? I see you put. Interestingly enough, low. You put I felt kind of guilty because I watched. Uh, I was listening to JJ Reddick's podcast when he had Embiid on there. And Embiid said he doesn't have a car yet. Here he is, a millionaire. He said he doesn't have a car. Only thing he really spends money on is video games. And I was like, oh, what? Video games? <laughs> Yo, you, yeah. you, can spend, you can spend like $5,000 and you would already have like all the video games. <laughs> like a video game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's it just kind of like, when I heard that, I thought to myself like, man, look at me spending money on a car and... And the, 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 like this defensive player, all defensive player player. Here we go, Joel Embiid, the most exciting player in the NBA. So much fun to watch. Here he is, man. He doesn't even have a car. That's crazy. Why would he need one, though? Uh, why would a player need a car? What kind of shit is that, man? Why would he? They're not in the NBA all the time, my guy. Like, they also have a summer. Like, are you forgetting? What's happening? Yeah, you just, you just get Uber to take you places. It's not like they have to. I mean, you could do that, but you also, it would be nice to drive an own vehicle. I mean, I don't even know if he has his license, to be honest. When did he get to the United then, States? Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. Man, man, does, he, does he have a license? He might not have his license, but man. Yeah, he but, might have king. But not only that, like if he if he lives in the city, because he's probably just renting a loft, because until he gets his actual but con- I get contract that. money. But say it's the off-season, and he wants to go to Miami or L.A. He just, he goes to Miami. What, he going to drive? You think he's going to drive all the way to Miami or L.A.? You think he's going to get a P? He's going to get on the PJ. He's going to get on the red eye, get on the PJ real quick. Touch down like he playing for the NFL. Get the Uber and the and the all black Mercedes Benz or the or the coupe waiting for him at the dog one at the at the uh, airport. Hop in there, hit South Beach, and it's gonna be late. He ain't he doesn't have to drive. If I'm a, I'm gonna tell you right now, if I'm a millionaire, I'm not driving no more. That's dead. But you would want to like you would want a Rolls Royce. Why would right? I Why would I want to drive a car? But. Well, you're, you're acting like driving is a chore. Like these, it's, so it's a millionaire it is. I'll be in the back making moves. You know. What I I'm mean, saying? no, no. You have a driver if you want a driver. Like you know how Khaled hops in his Rolls Royce. You got a driver. That's what I'm saying. He probably like, got a driver, and B might have a driver, yo. Yeah, but I'm just saying it'd be nice to have your like. I mean, I would want my own car at some point. Like get like a Porsche 911 Turbo, or like something super. Oh, so that's that's, know, that's what you got. That's what you got. You got a Porsche 911. No, but yeah, uh, no, nah, you told him. Low, sure. I don't have that. Guy. I just saw Joe Rogan has that car. Though. That car looks fantastic. You making about the same money of Joe Rogan? I, I peep. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, Joe I Rogan crushed, not only is I a crush, comedian. I crushed the numbers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Joe Rogan not only a stand-up comedian has one of the biggest podcasts on earth. Uh, what else? What else is he? Up so a- Agent Zero not only not not only is a uh, YouTuber has one of the biggest podcasts on earth. So continue. I have, we have, this is one of the biggest podcasts? Say word, I didn't know, man. I didn't know. I mean, I knew the numbers were growing, man, but I didn't know it was like And, and you, and you, and you streaming on Facebook? Come on, cut it oh, out. Oh, yeah. Cut it out, Agent. Oh. You're a Facebooker you're right, you're now. Right. I probably, I probably bought like a Ferrari Enzo or something. I don't That's know. That's all you know? I'm saying, man. I know you got no it's money. $3 million, you know? You got the back. <laughs> what's, what's $3 million to a billionaire? What you talking about? Big facts. Out. Yeah, I like the way you're talking, man. All right. And plus you can lease note. it. Plus you can lease it, you know what I'm saying? 
You can't wrap it if you lease it. Oh, Never mind. Yeah. Okay, all right. You could. I just told you you could heat it up and remove the wrap, my guy. You oh, so that's your plan? You going out here leasing for the summer? Nah, because I because I just up? said spoiler. You'd have to put holes in the car to add a spoiler. And oh, okay, 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 to, okay. So yeah, you need leasing. Fill them. Why would you buy a car anyway, that doesn't have a spoiler? Why not just buy a car with a spoiler? It has a spoiler. It has like a lip, uh, carbon fiber spoiler. I'm gonna keep that, but I'm gonna add like a, a wing to it, like a larger spoiler. You know. Yeah, you're going to be looking like Tokyo Drift out here, huh? That's exactly what the fuck I want to look like. Wow, yeah, yo. Yo, you're so obvious. That's, 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 you're, god damn, you're low, so stereotypical. Envision this, ridiculous. envision this, all right? You know, like, when you're watching, like, Tokyo Drift, and they have those wide-body cars with, like, the bolted-on uh, side fenders? Like, and you have, like, the wide tires to, like, yo, it got to look special, man. It has to look special. So that's, no what, you, that's what you're trying to look like? That's what I'm trying to look like, man. Get out of here. Is that crazy? Is that crazy? I do. You, you haven't told me what car it is. If you're trying to like force a car that's not supposed to be doing that, what about what about the um? Nah, it's, what about the front? You nice gonna you go, What type of uh, grill and bra are you gonna put on it? It already now the grill. I don't. You can't touch the grill because the car. Uh, it already has a carbon fiber lip on the front, okay. so it looks great. I was gonna add my own lip, but why would I pay for only? But already has a good lip. So I'm gonna just leave it the way it is, man. What what color? But just all right. What color do you want? To, let's tell me the color. I don't know yet, Lil Atkins. Yeah, you man. do. Stop playing. What what color you got in mind? Let me see. I always want to. I want to figure out how loud you gonna be on on the street. Oh, low, 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 low. Not only is the car, you won't even have to move the car and it'll wake up neighbors. It'll be just standing still. But most this the most right insane here. thing this guy. when it when it shifts gear when it gears up, like it just crackles and pops in the engine, and I'm just like. Oh my god, it's so fantastic. Sorry, you, are you at least tell me the color though. It's, I mean, it's black right now. I don't know what color. I have to decide that today. You're going to put, you gonna, you gonna put that Toronto red on it. You know what I'm saying? That, that Toronto Stop. red. <laughs> You're so corny, man. <laughs> All right, man. We, let's, let's end it, man. Yo, oh, you know, you know, it's great. Yeah. You know how I know it was, um, it was your, your podcast last time, I believe, because you didn't give the podcast a name. So. I didn't, and I didn't give a, a podcast a oh, name. Oh, damn. You didn't give it a yeah, name. I didn't. But yo, shout out to all the podcast. Yeah, I'm, oh, we're definitely tripping. Yo, shout out to all the podcast people out there rocking us with another episode of the All Top Podcast, better known as Corvo Over Mellow. Don't ask a question, man. It's the podcast no, 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 no. name, bro. Okay, all right. Better, better known as King Corver. Yo, my agent, you got something. <laughs> so far, <laughs> your agent, you got something to say to the people? Your, your last, your last words? Uh, we're all praying, unless you're a fan of one of the teams, for a Celtics Houston finals. So I'll be watching tonight. Hopefully, I can see the whole game, bro. It, you know, it's so inconvenient for me to miss some of these games, and then to watch it back, you got to find the right site, and it's like ah, it's a whole hassle. Um, oh, we didn't talk about this too. The Kobe um details thing. Oh yeah, the curse. Right, you don't, you don't. Oh, not the t- curse thing, but they they put the Kobe detail thing up on 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 um thing, and we were trying to find it, and we couldn't find it. Remember, you said you put it on YouTube, yeah, and they took it down. Yeah, yeah. Keep it looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I, I just I got I got a. I think I found a you got, good you got one. Yeah, you got I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, okay. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got you. But um, okay, yeah, just send it, send it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, with all that being said, people, thank you all for watching. I mean, damn, I'm bugging. With all that being said, people, thank you all for uh, listening to another episode of the All Top Podcast. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. You're so corny. You're just so I got corny. it. I got it. You're so corny.